What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. That you had it every time we spoke. So I've been waiting for this space forever. I'm so happy to be here. I'm supporting any way I can. So uh, it's great to be. And obviously, Ziana and Chris, two of my favorite people in this space as well. This is awesome. I Listen, I'm never speechless, but I think that's twice in two days that I've had zero words. So... NFT God, that means the world, the community that you've built is incredible. And we're all, you know, muddling our way through trying to find our voices. And it feels great. I think Crayons and I were talking about this. Actually, he's in the space. He's super rad. But we were talking about this earlier. Just little exchanges of how incredible it is when you get to be your true and authentic self. And that resonates with people somehow, right? You don't have to fit your fit your edges into a, a square box. So I really, really appreciate that. And thank you so much for giving us all the space to flourish. Speaking of course, she'll be here later. <laughs> and, and like, this is, and as you said it, and I don't mean this as offense to anyone, like this is just a space web three where unfortunately I, I think there's a higher amount of bad actors than most spaces. There's just a lot of people looking to extract. And I, I think a big reason for that is we just got, it's very acceptable to be anonymous and do whatever you want. And so when you have someone who's first of all, just charismatic, kind, humble, and like you, and then on top of that, like you're just open about who you are. It's just, it's perfect. And I, I'm, I'm so excited to see what you create and what you do. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much again, Alex. And we appreciate you and what you're doing in the space again. Um, I just we can't speak about that enough but I definitely want to kind of just again kind of talk top ooh I lost my words there um touch on some of the topics that we kind of previously discussed um because you just have so much that we would like to kind of unpack um and we may who knows we might have to make this a just because of Kaylin part two so um so one of the things Kaylin that I I love and that you kind of briefly mentioned was just kind of your your transition from again web to being a venture capitalist lawyer to now being a founder of, of your, of your company, of your brand, would you kind of mind just touching on about that? Um, especially, you know, being an entrepreneur and kind of the founder's journey of building from scratch. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I've been a founder of a couple of different companies. I've taken some hard left turns in my career and have had so, so, so much fun with it. I don't know if we spoke about this. I think we did the other day, but one of the brief detours was I decided to leave big law and go study fashion through an odd MIT and L magazine collaboration, moved to India for a while, studied tailoring. Um, so I'm no stranger to, you know, just taking a chance. And I, I live by the terms, you know, jump and build your wings on the way down. I've lived by that for a really long time and it's always pretty much worked out. So I, I think that the founder journey is one where you just have to have a lot of guts and be really willing to get punched in the face over and over and over again. And I think something that we're finding, it, I, I mused on this a few weeks ago when I said I was almost a little bit sad that the bear market seemed to be heating up or that there was a lot of, you know, we were starting to get these really, really hot commodities moving again. And it seemed like there was a, a turnaround for the, the web three space entirely people's moods are elevated and and shit's pumping it's amazing but there's something i truly love about building in a bear and where things are stark and only the people who really and truly believe in the long-term vision of the space and the technology 
that they're leveraging are the ones going hard every day, especially when it sucks, when the market forces are against you, when, you know, you're at the end of an investor year and you're trying to fundraise, all kinds of things can be working against you. And if you still pick your head up out of the water and go, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, you've already won. And so I really don't think there's anything more to it. There are a lot of things that come into, I'm very, very lucky in that. I mean, I've worked for it and I will say that, but I am lucky to be in a position where I've saved as much money as humanly possible over the course of my career so that I have the opportunity to work on things when, you know, future may be uncertain. That is a position that not everybody, you know, folks who are starting out younger, are in a different position. They have other, you know, advantages to starting really early, but that may be something they are really struggling with in a way that, you know, I get to, I'm fortunate enough to be able to say, I can just put my head down and grind and grind and grind, um, you know, on my own two feet for a while. So I don't know if there's something more, you know, something more to it than that, but I think the journey is really just amounts to, do you have grit? Do you believe in what you're doing? And and now I'm finding out more than ever because I'm actually building Magnetic with a team of two co-founders who are beyond. They're amazing. They're both in this space. Shout out to Matt and Tyler. Um, they are the coolest and they're, you know, right down in the trenches with me. I think that now I'm finding out more than ever what it what it's like to have a team around you and how beautiful the experience is even when it's a really ugly day. Um, it's been quite the journey to, to be on this roller coaster with two other humans that I, I put my ultimate faith and trust in. I love that. And thank you so much for just really highlighting that. I mean, you kind of definitely touched what it was like, just kind of taking that leap of faith, right? Something that I feel so many of us, including myself, um, have, have even struggled with. I know personally, one of my goals is to really, um, work full time, um, in the space. And I, I mean, your story is truly inspirational and, um, I cannot wait to just see you thrive and continue to grow, um, and watch magnetic just become an absolute powerhouse of a company and brand in this space. Um, so I want to go ahead and pass it over to Chris since I see his hand raised. Yeah. I just want to just want to say, we're just minutes in this thing, just minutes and they're already bombs being dropped. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a tough time with keeping up with my notes because there's so much going on here. It's actually incredible. And you kind of nonchalantly made it seem like you didn't say a whole lot, but you actually said a time, which was like super bullish. You're like, I'm up here on stage with a, like a Boston attorney, got into cryptocurrency in 2017, to TA, Web2, uh, Web3 Web companies, like all this stuff, which is amazing. Um, one thing that you said that really resonated with me, and I think that should be, uh, reiterated. Oh my God, I just made up a word. That should be restated. Is you you mentioned that you weren't afraid to make hard left turns. Like so many people get hung up on the thing that they're doing, and they they they're scared to pivot or change their mind. The ability to change your mind is a superpower, and a lot of people get really hung up on just trying to go all in and like not being able to change your mind. So I really admire that uh, ability for you to pivot. Like that is really huge. Uh, moving in, yeah, taking the risk, doing all this stuff. Like, that's really incredible. And the other point I wanted to make is, like, the fact that you said you love building in the bear says everything about you as a human being because 99% of people here are just itching for the bear market. And I completely agree. I was here during the bear market, and the noise is 
unbelievable. It's like, it's so noisy and it's so hard to get your focus and it's in a very emotional time. And like, I'm, I'm gonna miss these days because having a space with this much value on the panel and having 50 people in the audience will not happen. You're gonna have four, five, 600 people and it's gonna be noisy. So I completely am on the same page with you. Um, and I'll just leave it at that because I don't wanna take up too much time because you are the one that we wanna hear. <clears throat> That's so super kind of you. Thank you. I, I think that this is such a strange position for me. I talk like crazy and it's, I'm always a blabbermouth. I tell the world's longest winded stories, but I was actually nervous enough for this space that my toothbrush is currently on my desk because I brushed my teeth. And even though nobody can see me, I was like, I, I need to just, I have to feel ready to go. And my toothbrush, I'm staring at it right here, sitting on my desk. Like we, we didn't even put it back in the bathroom. I don't even know if I finished brushing my teeth. Um, but this is awesome. My my fun comes from asking people, and there are some of my friends uh, in the audience, shout out to Liv and Tony are here as well. Some of them got Twitter accounts just to listen in today, which is just the coolest thing. I have the best possible friends. Um, so I want to thank them for coming too. They've, they've come around the world to watch me run marathons, which is just, they're the bomb as well so shout out to you know i was tweeting earlier today about just like i love to show up for people and people show up for for us and each other but this is a funny position to be in because i'm so used to they, they all of my friends get like laugh about the fact that i ask i'm a question asker so now i'm on the now i'm on the flip side i love asking questions i love probing i love finding out what makes people tick what makes them passionate what makes them go i ask really strange or odd or left ball, you know, uh, left field questions. But to me, it always gives you these really interesting insights into, you know, into people's sort of second and third layer, if you will. Um, and so this is a, this is a fun flip of the script, I guess, to say. I think you're absolutely killing it. And I mean, again, kind of like what NFT God was saying, you absolutely need to be doing these on your own. And I hope that, you know, I can't wait to kind of hop off this space and even gather some notes and, and just kind of see how we can kind of highlight you, right? Just because I feel like you're getting your feet wet and doing this. Um, and it's it's not easy, but I'm, I'm so excited. So I, yeah, I'm just, I'm honestly honored to even be sitting on a, a co-host panel with you. Um, because again, learning about who you were one-on-one, which we will just continue to highlight. I feel like we just keep gloating on you in this moment. <laughs> But you really are just incredible and, and you are just a hidden gem that I can't wait to kind of unpack and for all the entire space to, to become familiar with. So um, one thing that I did want to kind of touch on that we discussed on the on the side was you being like this incredible marathon runner, um, like endurance sports and extreme or like adrenaline sports. And, and would you mind kind of seeing how that ties into the relationship with your like career growth and your trajectory? Like I, I'm a big um, fitness junkie or a gym rat so i know whenever i'm working out and i kind of get those uh, endorphins pumping those play such a major role in me staying focused and would love to kind of hear how that's just merged with your personal journey yeah i would love to i i got into running a little bit but you know full disclosure why not but i got into running in around 2017 i was a collegiate rower um, at URI, we were, a, we were a D1 crew team. That was amazing. That was where I sort of learned just brutality of athletics, right? I had never been super athletic beforehand. I was in the marching band in high school, very cool. Um, but 
when I was in college, I was a rower and that was such an aggressive sport. It was so demanding and slash, but I loved it. Fast forward. Um, I wasn't super athletic after college, um, always active, but not athletic. And then in 2017, um, I got my heart ripped out. And I was on the West Coast, and I was staying with a uh, a, a then ex, um, and I had like one more day to stay there. Didn't really know what to do with myself before flying back home. And I went for a run at, at sunrise. It was super super early, and I didn't know what else to do. It was like nothing was open, so I just went for a run, and I felt amazing I would say I probably went five or six miles which at the time I mean I hadn't been running at all I would go to you know Pilates classes or something but I was running and I just felt on top of the world absolutely on top of the world I got the runners high somewhere in there after I stopped sucking wind and I just decided like oh this is this is what I'm going to focus on this is exactly how I'm going to get over this because here in this moment I feel invincible the sun was rising. I was in Marina del Rey. It was beautiful, right? All of the sort of factors were contributing to my feeling so much better in a moment where I felt, you know, so, so sad moments before. So I signed up for a half marathon just because I thought that'll be a good thing to train for. And there was a women's, a self women's half marathon in New York that following March, um, which was maybe two months away. And when I checked out at that race, like at the race registration, it was apparently the last day to register for the lottery of the New York City Marathon. And I just got this little pop-up at checkout that said, are you sure you don't want to enter the lottery for, you know, 2017 NYC Marathon? And I was like, I'll never get in, whatever. So I entered it. And then come June or July, sure as ever, I got in. And I was like, shit, now I actually have to do this thing. What? Are we, what? Um, but I did it and I loved it. And I, I think that it has become such a core element of my being. And now I, I'm running in June, uh, the Norwegian mid midnight marathon. It's called the midnight sun marathon. And I've done Paris and Berlin and New York a couple of times. I've got friends who've started running marathons and, uh, it's been an amazing bonding experience, both with myself and with friends getting to go support them. They come and we make amazing trips out of it but the real core that's all you know how I got here but the way that I would tie it to entrepreneurship and startup life is the the brute force mentality I think you have to have to override your own thoughts your own discomfort your own hiccups anything can go wrong in 26 miles and I am a baby marathoner right like there are I some of my idols David Goggins is one of them. We talked about him on another space. I, I am obsessed with David Goggins. Um, but so 26 miles is nothing compared to what some folks do. But in that span, so many things can go wrong. So many things, so many little, what I think of as like a splinter, you know, can turn into an absolute catastrophe over the course of that endurance run, right? And I think the same thing applies to so many different endeavors, whether it's relationships, whether it's business, whether it's startup life. And I have taken the mentality of solving internally first and figuring out the rest from there, knowing exactly what I need, what I need to do to stay head above water, to stay level-headed and sane, 
I now know how to evaluate that and what to do when, when my brain is screaming, stop, or I don't want to do this or, you know, injuries aside, I'm not advocating people do reckless things, but right. Like there are so many things that your brain wants to quit well before your body needs to and learning to override what David Goggins calls the governor is a tactic that I think is applicable to so, so, so many different things in life and, and business first and foremost, startup in a bear even more so, right? It's you embrace the suck, you love the misery and then know that you're going to be better for it and feel so accomplished later. It, it translates across all aspects of life. I love that. And I, it definitely resonates with me so much. Again, just as someone who loves fitness, you can take so much from just the amount of adrenaline and everything that's coming from just working out and kind of transfer that into your daily life and so on and so forth. So thank you so much for just kind of being transparent and open. I find that anything I got totally rugged there for a second. I just love that you're transparent and open i'm so sorry I'm, i keep getting a phone call you totally work but apparently not am i getting rugged i literally had you were but i think you're good now you're good i think now. you're back yeah, to back I, you're <laughs> I had three phone calls come in back to back so that was a little bit treacherous um, so anyways, Chris, I saw your hand go up. I was just trying to, you know, give Kaylin flowers for, for just kind of merging, um, any type of like fitness, um, and health journey in with her business, but I would love to kind of hear what you have to kind of chime in. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, continue the song. I just had a few little points because sometimes these are really nice, actionable things, little tidbits for the audience. Um, so you, you did mention, you know, a fan of David Goggins, which you love to see that I did have a quick question that's off kind of slightly off topic is, are you uh, familiar with Jesse Itzler? I love Jesse Itzler so much. I want to let you finish your question, but I, yes. And I know that he did. Did you read the book, uh, living with a seal? Oh my God. Did I ever, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Loved it. And I believe he had a follow-up book if I'm not mistaken, which I also feel like I read it was so, it was a, a bit ago. The reason I wanted to ask, I, I seen him at VCon speaking. Like, there's certain moments that like fundamentally like change your core, and that was one of them. I went there not knowing who he was. He was standing right beside me. I didn't know who he was, and I have so much regret because it's like I could have at least shaken his hand and said hello. He, <laughs> he did his speech, and it was like phenomenal. Um, yeah. But the thing I wanted to ask is like, given you're aware of, of Jesse Itzler, Dave Goggins, are there like key things that they've taught you that were really actionable and, and helpful and like are it's like and so ingrained in your mind and then we'll go back to ziana to uh, kind of direct things <clears throat> honestly i could speak for ages about probably both of them goggins more so but there are actionable pieces i think one of jesse's one of the things i love the most about him is how authentic he is and he is above all he's created a life. I actually found out who he was because I loved Sarah Blakely, the CEO, former CEO um, of Spanx. And I met, or not met, but like I, I came to find out about Jesse as her husband, which the feminist in me loves to find out like, oh, so you mean Sarah Blakely's husband? So, but he, I, I started reading about what he does and what he did. And I thought, 
what a cool life he's created. It's something I would love to do, which is just to say, let me go experiment with all kinds of things. You know, he did living with a seal with um, David Goggins, but he also did like living with monks. And I think he spent 30 days at a monastery. He's done all kinds. I mean, he founded Marquis Jet, but he also wrote the the jingle, I think, for the Knicks. And it, he's all over the place. And he's made a life out of experimenting. And his company slash tagline is build your life resume. And that's something I take to heart. I'm really focused on having a multidimensional existence. And I think that you can be amazing at one thing. And some people take great joy in that. But I have always been very interested in blending worlds and merging existences and bridging the gap across things that don't necessarily seem to make any sense and somehow making it work. And I, I really respect what Jesse does in that regard. But build your life resume is the most, to me, the most actionable thing. And it's just the name of his, uh, like his consulting course or something. I, I think that's just magic. Um, and Goggins, he's got a lot of nuggets and a lot of people take issue with, you know, his, his brand of, motivation which is fine it's always a personal preference but I think something that has really astonished me is that he has gone through his endurance and his grit are without parallel right he did three hell weeks for the Navy SEALs um and I don't think any I don't know but I don't think anyone else has ever completed that many because if you you know, you might try once more, but if you still fail on the second one, uh, the likelihood you go back for that third round of torture is so low. And he just does not have it in him to quit when he knows he wants something. And I just finished reading his second book um, a couple weeks ago. And after all of the successes that he's had and after all of the endurance, he's, he's, he's run the Badwater um, Ultra Marathon. He's, I mean, he's done all kinds of feats, but he still decided to keep going and found that he wanted to be a wildland firefighter in like northern Canada, I believe. Um, and, oh no, excuse me, it was in uh, Minnesota. I no, think. Uh, it was high the, up north. In but, the book, it was, you're right, it was in BC. Yeah, so, right, so yeah, exactly. So that's where he was training and things like that. But, but, it really blew my mind that he found something even harder. And it isn't necessarily that it's hard objectively, but at his age and with his, you know, various medical conditions, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, there were so many factors working against him. And he decided, though, that this was just where he wanted to be, what he wanted to be doing, cut off all kinds of other you know, opportunities for speaking and paid engagements and races and whatever it was, because he just found something else that he wanted to work toward. He always has a next level. And to me, that is an unbelievable trait where he is simply never satisfied, but he doesn't do it for anybody else's sake. He doesn't give a shit about the accolades, the glory, the titles you want to throw at him, social engagements uh, or like social platform engagement. He posts like once a month, he does it all himself because it's just not his brand and he's decided I do this for me and you guys can say whatever you want about it, but I'll give you my lessons along the way. So those are the, those are the things I really take to heart and try to internalize and, and remember that I know exactly who I am. I know what things, you know, really bring me joy 
and I focus on maximizing those for no one else but myself. And I'll tell you guys about my heartbreaks and embarrassing stories, you know, 10 days out of 10, if it makes someone else feel like, oh, we don't have to curate this experience, this image for the masses. I can actually just do me and show up and do what makes me happy. And people might still like you anyway. I love that message. And, you know, when you mentioned like the brute force mentality you use, it really uh, resonated with me as well to really get things done. So um, big kudos on that. I'll head, it, I'll head it back over to Ziana to continue the dialogue. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, man, I am hoping literally in the middle of your conversation, my sister called and I'm, I'm just texting her like, I can't, I'm, I'm hosting a Twitter space. Hang on, just shoot me a text if it's necessary. And she's like, can you just, I, I don't know. It was something about the flowers I have. So that's hilarious. So anyways, <laughs> um, so I, first of all, I love David Goggins. I actually, um, growing up, in fact, my mom uh, dated for quite some time uh, an ex-Navy SEAL. So a lot of the things that I, I heard about uh, Navy SEALs were insane. I, I became very familiar with David Goggins from him. And just this mentality of like, you don't want it bad enough. Um, just kind of was very well engraved into my, my mom brain. Um, so I love that, uh, that you kind of referenced him quite a bit and he, he's a little extreme in his approach. I can say that. However, man, the man's resilience is just like you said, it's almost untouchable. So I, yeah, love I don't it. really, I don't really, uh, subscribe to the philosophy that just running more on your broken leg is going to heal it. So there are obviously limits to uh, where I buy into exact methodologies that he puts forth, but um, absolutely, in, in the broader strokes, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree with you more. So thank you so much for that. Um, I wanted to kind of transition into a topic that I, I love so much. Um, again, it makes me like just so even more excited to kind of have you here talking with us is that you are a woman in Web3, and you are a female entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, respectfully, we are in a fairly male, heavily dominated uh, industry, especially within Web3 and, and founders and such. So would you mind just kind of touching a little bit on that, um, expressing your, um, just your journey, not just, again, like you touched on previously, as being an entrepreneur from Web2 to Web3, but just kind of being a woman and, and how you've been kind of maneuvering through everything uh, in your process. Sure. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Honestly, I find this such an interesting, I find this such an interesting topic because I, most notably because I spent a decade and a half at large law firms, right? And being, that was also an incredibly male dominated field, but it was in a different way. It was sort of an older hierarchical male dominated field. And I find Web3 to be a still a male dominated field and sometimes and I'm 38 so when when there's a 19 year old who te who's telling me what's what uh, if there's something jarring about it but it's amazing like the flip of the script actually renders a lot of us a lot of us on a bit more of an equal playing field and I think we were talking about this Chris was talking about this this morning um, and we've discussed this as it relates to whether or not you maintain your anonymity, right? Whether you're doxxed or not, and whether your PFP is an NFT or is it of your face? Like, do you show who you are? If if you saw my mutant, you would 
but most people call me he or they say like what's up dude I, I think even in the one percent club like some of pe people's earliest comments were like yeah man I got you sure dude and it's cool to a degree because you can it feels it feels like a meritocracy the level of anonymity that web3 can provide seems to assure me or it feels like it assures me that you are getting by on the merit of your thoughts the content and what you're putting out regardless of who you are but sometimes i think that people are more supportive because i'm a woman uh, and that's usually other women and uh, so i love when they know but you know but obviously there's also a completely different tone i my pft used to be my moonbird um before it was my face and when people found out i was a woman whether it was chatting through dms or on other social profiles i have other i have not my personal name on like instagram accounts and things like that but once people sort of figured out like oh wait wait, wait this is a woman you would the tone would change immediately which is strange and jarring to have happen in real time and i think i thought that i was a long way away from that because you know when i was i used to have knockdown drag out fights um to champion equality within law firms and then i got into the web3 space and was like this this is beautiful like it's very cool that the anonymity means people are more focused on whatever content it is you're putting out and they don't really care and i don't know that that's true because of like i said once i changed my pft to be me um or people found out that i was um you know a female my name if you switch the y and the l is actually a really common indian name and oftentimes it's men so people just glazed over it and just assumed that i was a dude uh, once i started finding out like oh this actually did change some things it was frustrating but i have found more I, I have found more community in this space than anywhere i've existed before i think a lot of people can say that um and I, I was speaking on a panel during Fashion Week, actually, uh, this past year, and I had to call out my founder, co-founders again. Matt and Tyler are two of the most emotionally intelligent and receptive human beings. They are, they are thinking, they are forward-feeling, like they understand the landscape. They've witnessed it happen. Some of the time, you know, some days I have to look at them and go, did that, did that man basically like verbally pat me on the head? Just, just so that I'm clear, just so that I'm not, you know, reading into things or being too sensitive. I need a little gut check. And they'll be like, nope, that was fucked up. And having them around feels like um, there are some guardrails against the broader sort of disparity. And so for better or for worse, the whole, the long and the short of it is, I think it's better in this industry than most, but that doesn't make it good so we're all we're all just sort of out here angling for a more equitable community and everybody wants to feel seen in their most authentic self um and i think the best i can say is i'm i'm working on doing my part to make that happen for women around me honestly you're wildly inspirational and you know i i personally am not a founder but i do know what it's like to to kind of um, work in this space and one thing that you really said that definitely resonated with me was to kind of have this sort of emotional gut check 
right? Like, am I being a little bit too sensitive? Am, am I am I taking this in a way where, you know, it, I could have just kind of played around or joked around? And, and too many times I kind of catch myself saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm willing to shoot the shit or I have a pretty thick skin. But there are those moments and kind of those borderlines where you have to kind of say, no, that was a little bit of a, that was definitely a shade or a shady moment that probably wouldn't have been communicated in that way if there was probably another male in the conversation. So um, I completely agree with what you were saying there and, and again, resonate so well with that. Um, and before I kind of continue, I do want to, um, you know, open up the floor for anybody who would like to kind of chat with Kaylin or continue on with the questions, please feel free to hit the request button. Um, we will be kind of bringing people up if there's anyone that would like to ask a question or just engage in the conversation. Again, a lot of incredible um, nuggets here being dropped. Um, she's clearly going to be an insanely valuable. I mean, she already is insanely valuable, but I mean, the, the larger her following, the woman is going to be is an absolute powerhouse. I can't say this enough. So um, I, I do love that and appreciate your your vulnerability and your transparency in that because I, I completely understand where you're coming from. All right, so, oh, sorry, were you trying to say something? I totally saw you on mute. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't me. Oh, okay. I'm like, I hear something. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I'm either hearing something or something's going on with Twitter with me today. Um, so again, um, if anyone wants to request, please feel free. I do have one person come, uh, coming up. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Chris, you have anything that you would like to kind of chat in, but please feel free to um, chime in and ask Kaylin any questions or anything. Would love to kind of have you up. Um, yeah, yeah, I can so, I can comment to that real quick. So this oh, is yeah. this is a like this conversation to me like it, it almost as a male sometimes can feel uncomfortable. Because I'm like, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't even know how to move them, move it forward as a male. So like the way I navigate the space personally is like, hey, it'd be great to know what things as a male you can do to, to push the envelope. And I don't necessarily think it means buying into certain projects. Like I think there's actual things we can actually do, which, which I'm actually just curious to know. Um, and uh, so that's, it's always this, this kind of a strange kind of thing. And like, I just try to, navigate the world as if kind of we're all equal and that's kind of my part but like i'm just wondering is there things that we can do as males to empower the women around us that is an amazing question i, I think i've got a few actionable tips for you just based on experience um paying attention sometimes is the biggest is the biggest thing you there are so many things you won't even notice that it's hard to do something about something you're not aware of right so being aware is is step one and what you can pay attention to is like if you're in the room if you're if i'm sitting at you know a board a board meeting uh there are often oftentimes folks will just cut me off step right on you know what i'm saying and will totally steamroll and they just won't stop talking until i stop and they just feel entitled to do that maybe it's because, you know, it's like, I've had this happen where I'm speaking as the authority because I am the company's lawyer or I am on the board of directors or it doesn't matter where it is, it happens. Or, you know, so I will often say, excuse me, please let me finish. And I sound like an asshole, but frankly, sometimes people need to know that, you know, you've done this for the third time. But you can be aware of if and when you do it. You know, we, we have 
just being aware of it. You, it doesn't even mean that it's malicious that you cut somebody off, but be aware of how that resonates with them. Or if you're in a setting and you do it to someone, you're almost showing other people that it's okay. I say this having two male co-founders because we just have these kinds of really open and transparent conversations. And I say things like, I know that you aren't trying to shut me up, but if you step on my toes in front of this client or, you know, just like jump in because you're excited, I know that is a genuine and earnest feeling, but this is how it translates to, you know, this is how it translates to somebody else. Or you can see when, you know, I, I can think of one, I, we were at an event, actually it was a fly fish club event over the summer. And I was speaking to someone that we had just met who was asking me about financing terms, this, that, and the other. And he was like, wow, why do you know all of this? And it was just like the silliest thing. And I was like, I, I've been a venture capital lawyer for you know a decade and a half. And yet he then continued to look to my co-founders and kind of be like, but it, it, like, is she right? Is she sure? Is she whatever? And they're like, man, we weren't VC lawyers for 15 years. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and it was this, you know, these sorts of things where you can point, you can redirect. Something you can actionably do is redirect and say, I don't know, I'm not the authority, she is. Or I'm not the decision maker, she is, she's the CEO, right? Things like that where when a male defaults to looking to the other man in the room, you can redirect and you can do it politely. You don't have to give them a lecture, but it is a way that sort of like jars them to say, oh, sh uh, oh yeah, I guess that's right, huh? Those are the kinds of like small things that I think are, are worth paying attention to and very easy solves. And, and it makes, I will say personally, it makes me feel great. It will make anyone in your orbit feel great as a female. Like they will feel so seen. And it's not that I can't do it myself. I, everyone around me knows I'm happy to be an asshole when it's required. Um, but it does make you feel like you're on a team or like somebody really has your back when they notice it too, or they step in and say like, you know, that's not okay. It's, it's a really, uh, it seems small, but it has a huge result. Oh, that's definitely good. That's definitely good feedback. And like, honestly, that's something that I, like, I can, I'm, as you're speaking, I'm kind of putting myself in that position and I could almost picture myself just feeling uncomfortable witnessing that happen, but not necessarily having the kahunas to say something. <laughs> so after that little pep talk, I'm definitely going to practice my self-awareness. And like, honestly, it's just being a good person. Like, like I, I can, I can kind of put myself in that same situation. And even if that person, if it's like an age discrepancy, I could picture it happen. If you have a 20 year old founder who's out there hustling and then they're there with someone else, they may uh, look to the older person for that kind of knowledge. And absolutely. Right. So I think it's definitely applicable across a, a variety of ways. And just let's just I would, let's just be aware and be good people out here, I think, is the overarching thing that I'm taking from it. So I definitely appreciate that. Zana, what's the what's next on our list? <laughs> so I, we do have a couple of people on stage and I do want to encourage you guys um, to kind of ra raise your hands because I don't know if anyone's just kind of wanting to hang out and listen or if you guys do want to actually raise your hand and ask some questions. Oh, OK, we do, um, which is awesome. So I'll go ahead and I, I believe I saw Mustache and then uh, Deejan's hands. Um, very familiar with you both. Excited to kind of have you guys on stage. Um, what do you guys, or Mustache, what do you guys have for us? It's up to you. Thank you. I, um, so I wanted to ask something. One, I applaud you for, one of the things I've learned is also be more intentional in like who you hire 
and like I'm from Guatemala and I really want to hire designers and all of the stuff that we're doing from Guatemala because I think that's also a good way to highlight women and give it space but I wanted to ask fundraising like do you have any recommendations of what are you doing differently and how has the market shifted when it comes to fundraising especially for like a pre-seed seed round uh, and, and just wondering if you have tips on things that you kind of like a must have now whereas maybe six months ago 12 months ago it was like oh, i was okay because of a bull market um mm -hmm. so just wondering if you have tips there absolutely i've got a couple of thoughts uh you're right it's very very different than it was six or 12 months ago the market has shifted incredibly not necessarily for the better for us as fundraisers but i will say it's level setting and it's restoring sort of faith in in reality where we don't have these ungodly overblown valuations that are only, you know, priming them for down rounds later. So I don't think that's consolation, but hopefully, you know, you can feel good about the fact that you're raising in reality um, and you can only go up from here. But I think a couple of things, you can get creative. Getting creative with cold outreach it is a long slog and it is difficult, but Something that I have found and my team and I have found together is that you have networks you never imagined. Getting creative in thinking about who might know someone or someone you cross paths with or can you, you know, I, I did this for a brand today, two actually, where we're looking for brand partnerships and there are two brands that I personally love. So getting creative with some cold outreach, I, I sent like, you know, one dolled up photo of a bag that I use every single day and, and wrote like a little story about how I thought that they could use our platform so effectively. And here's, you know, just showing the place in my life and how I would use it, right? I did another little like reel for another one. I think I never would have thought about using myself or my personal experience when, when reaching out to folks, but the same applies for investors figuring out like do you follow a lot of folks on twitter check out who is in angel investing pre-seed investing um that i would be glad to give you a list like shoot me a dm and i'd be glad to give you a list of pre-seed investors in the space because we've done a lot of that legwork and i think rising tides raise all ships so you know getting creative about your approach tapping folks and angles that you like get really really creative with it and think outside the box rather than just like oh i don't know i don't have friends who are vcs i don't have you know a, a history of six exits so nobody's gonna back me think about what else you can do who else you can talk to former colleagues co-workers um have lunch with people connect with them it sounds so straightforward but honestly it's probably not that person but it might be a person after that person that they know speak on spaces i've actually gotten people to reach out to me and say hey you mentioned you were fundraising you know let's talk and i was like are, are you serious it's amazing so you know expand that network in new and different ways and i think you'll be surprised with your results but to cap that off dm me let's talk about what you're building and i will give you the list of pre-seed investors at least in and around the space it, they may not be super relevant um, to exactly what you're building, but we there's got to be some overlap. So, you know, let me take some of the, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. 
appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And I'll pick you up on it. I'll send you a DM later today. Thanks. Sweet. Absolutely. So, Kaylin, you probably just opened up a massive can of worms telling everyone to DM you. <laughs> Come. Go for it. Let's go. You heard that, everyone. Kaylin has the uh, 411 on VC funding. We know that's the hot topic in the space. No, please do not. Um, Kaylin's awesome, but do not swarm her with your DMs. <laughs> Unless that's what you want, by all means. Don't, don't let me get in the way. Um, <laughs> so we definitely had a, a Dejan threw his hand up, Lone Wolf, and then we have Vinny. Kaylin, I just want to start off by, first off, amazing, amazing story. Definitely very inspiring to all of us. I'm 22. I'm a little bit younger guy. And um, I will say I kind of had a, I wouldn't even compare the experiences of both of us in Web3, but, you know, being younger um, and I was working with a Web2 company called Whaler. Uh, they're a creative agency and they work with many different influencers. And they kind of dismissed a lot of stuff I had to say. So I definitely feel, uh, you know, Feel, feel some of the, the stuff that you were talking about earlier, but I kind of want to jump in on, um, you know, I'm very, very intrigued by your platform, and I, I definitely think it's a great idea. I want to hear kind of your inspiration for mag uh, for magne mag magnetic, my, yeah. my magnetic, my bad. Um, and yeah, just uh, wanted to hear more about it itself, because I just shot you a follow, I just subscribed on the, on the website, but I uh, would love to hear love more it. about it. Thank you, absolutely love it. Yeah, so we are... Honestly, the spark of inspiration, we were, I was working on Gotham Labs, which is um, a Web3 venture and execution uh, company that I started with two other co-founders about a year and a half ago. And the reason I bring that up specifically is one of my co-founders is now 20, was then 19. And I, I was going to, I was just talking too much on the last story, but when I, when, you know, we were talking, when Chris and I were talking about what we can do to step in when people are kind of overriding women, it does apply in ageist as well, right? So my co-founder, Thanasi, was, was 19 at the time, and I was often the one who stepped in and, like, realizing that somebody was speaking down to him or ignoring him or looking to someone else when he is the actual genius in the room. So, you know, I totally get that. I see it. And I think this is a younger space just generally, but it doesn't mean that people, especially when you're trying to do crossover into Web 2, it doesn't mean they don't have these old hierarchical values or have those traditional views of like, what can you tell me, 19-year-old, when in reality, he's an actual prodigy, as I'm sure you are, and you know so much more about the space. So, you know, I, I am sorry that you've experienced that because I know what it's like, and I also know what it looks like to be adjacent to it and to step in to defend it. But... That wasn't your question. Your question was about Magnetic. And honestly, working in the space, we were mulling over ideas of how to get more people onboarded. So, you know, we're not a deep tech platform that is, you know, wonky and degen approved. It's a lot more bridging. I hate the term Web 2.5. I really do. But it kind of is that bridge. We call it the Web 2, Web 3 mullet. It's Web 2 in the front. So the user experience is entirely familiar, but it's Web 3 in the back, powered by blockchain. And we are, we came to this idea by just doing a ton of market research, seeing where there were gaps and holes and realizing there were so many advertising dollars being wasted. Brand marketing was at a crossroads. Like there's so much attention 
diffusion. Now that you cannot keep eyeballs on your brand, whether you're D2C, whether you're brick and mortar, whether you're both, there was just this really big gap in efficiency in, in and around the connectivity between brands and consumers. And then we dug a little bit deeper and, and found a lot of really interesting research on how and why consumers would be super pumped to get closer to the brands that they love. Like, right, there are studies, endless studies about if you love a brand, like, would you engage with them? Would you want them to reach out with, to you? Would you want special perks? Would you want, you know, cool experiences? And so we started ideating and thinking about, well, what if we could, you know, solve one of the problems in Web3, which is a lot of promise utility where nobody follows through. Nobody follows through on utility. Why? Because it's hard. So like, well, what if we build the tools in one really easy to use platform where brands can come, connect with their consumers, roll out and, and you know, activate different perks to a smaller subset. Like we call them memberships and not loyalty programs because it is a slightly small, it is an intentionally smaller subset of your brand's most dedicated consumers. Like the ones that really get excited about your stuff that want to be part of the ecosystem, want to be part of your, whatever the lifestyle you're proffering is and reward them for it, but give them really cool experiential um, perks and take their feedback. We're creating a two-way conversation back and forth between the brand and the consumer. And in exchange, the brand gets these unbelievably crisp first-party analytics, insights, data, um, engagement. There are all kinds of cross-platform and cross-industry collaborations they can do. And so, you know, it really is an unbelievable um demonstration of what's possible and you know i could talk about it for hours i don't want to take up the whole space shilling it so that's really we came to it by virtue of researching you know gaps in the market what are good ways to onboard the next wave if you're familiar with you know nba top shot nfl all day ufc strike they're all built on flow and the, the beauty and the ease of that is that folks can sign up with an email and password pay in fiat use a credit card etc cetera, etc cetera. That to us was actually first and foremost, something that we wanted to address is how do we get the next major wave of people to buy into this? So it isn't this gate kept bureaucracy of, you know, this is the cool kids club, but then the cool kids, if we put that in air quotes, are gonna find out that if they don't get broad ranging support, you know, we're never gonna be able to grow to the masses. And I think what's better for one is better for all. So that's, that's really where we landed. No, Kaylin, I really appreciate that response and your thought process. I'm, I'm really interested in the product, you know, especially working with Whaler previously, uh, some overlaps there. And um, I definitely agree with what you're saying, you know, convenience is king. And to be honest, that's the only way we're going to be able to onboard more people. So, you know, Flow definitely provides it and, uh, you know, Polygon's working on it. So, yeah, um, and definitely. Then, you know, uh, they'll, they'll explore later if they're interested in it, then they dive in and we we've got some real converts. Otherwise, they don't need to know that their life is being made better by this technology. You don't know how an iPhone works, but you love that it makes your life easier. Spot on. Exactly. Oh, you may know how an iPhone works. I'm, I'm saying that broadly. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Dijans. And um, it's always such a pleasure to have you on stage. I know that I've been seeing you all around the Twitter spaces and everywhere, just uh, on, on Twitter in general. Absolutely killing it. I didn't realize that you were so young and 
I think the more and more I'm, I'm getting to know more people in this space, I'm realizing how incredible, um, you know, the younger generation is. I, I had a, a conversation with um, one of our dear friends who was supposed to be here not too long ago, um, and he's extremely young as well. And someone else, his name is Patrick, who's also killing it, still in high school. I mean, the, the younger generation is abs is blowing my mind in a way that. I'm like, man, can I can I go back in time and, and be in this space and kill it and, and, and spend time around with you guys um, so I could just gather all the information you all have absorbed. Um, so before I pass it along to anyone on stage, I see that Chris went ahead and threw his hand up. just wanted to piggyback on what you're saying because it's, it's actually remarkable. I'm thinking back to when I was 19 and I wasn't on Twitter spaces trying to grow my business chops, you know what I'm saying? So super kudos to, to those people. I don't know if it's the 1% Club or what, but I've been noticing that lately, like there's like this, like I was on Spaces the other day with a 13 year old who was just dropping facts and knowledge on me. And I was like blown away. So I don't know if it, like Web3 is attracting this really intelligent young crowd. And here's the thing that messes people up. Like, the, like technology takes a long time to develop. And like, like, the, like these kids who are, I call them kids only because I'm in my 30s and I'm still young as as any as hell so but like these kids who are 13 to 20 are going to grow up in this world right give it 10 15 years and they're gonna they believe in this technology they and they're investing in it early that's how long it's going to take to really see this at a meaningful level and that just goes to show exactly how early we are in all this space like we like we're so early it's painful and it's very easy to forget that because you do see like like quote unquote big money coming in, but like it's still so painfully early. Like NFTs, all this there's still a huge PR problem. Like like we're realistically like we're on Twitter right now in 2012. That's basically where we are right now in the timeline. And I just wanted to throw that out there. <clears throat> well, you heard it here, folks. We are like 10 years behind on Twitter. I do. I definitely do think that there are a lot of things that need to change. Um, I mean, I've been getting rugged all day. I mean, I had a space earlier, couldn't even click the mute or unmute button. Our original Twitter space was getting rugged. I, I had to create a brand new one. So yes, Chris, I couldn't agree with you more, um, but loved your points and loved your take. Uh, we do have another hand, Lone Wolf. I've never had an opportunity to speak with you. Um, how are you, Lone Wolf? Hey, Kaylin, how are you doing? Hey, little what's up? Hey, hey. Um, I don't have much to say, to be honest. It's just I want to congratulate you on your achievements and for being such a huge inspiration for, for a lot of us in this space. Um, you know, there's a lot of people here that I've never met before, but through the 1% Club, I've, I've gotten the chance to speak with and connect with. So, you know, shout out to the 1% Club. Um I guess I just want to say thank you for for supporting me with the meditations that I've started last week. I think you were one of the few people that were very outspoken about it and, you know, sharing it and, and you know, leaving comments and whatnot. So so truly appreciate you for that. Um, I just had a question regarding to uh, World of Women. So I, I came into the space uh in 2021 august and the first nft that i bought was a world of woman um and i was wondering maybe if you were connected with them or i mean that's what that's what was my initial thought um and if you had if you had worked with them previously or not honestly i just 
I bought in because I just loved the ethos and the project. But now I, the world is funny. And one of my legal clients is the husband of the COO of World of Women. So we actually became friends. And so the relationship has grown from there. But I honestly bought in before I even knew Shannon. Um, Shannon Snow is the COO. And she's incredible. Their team is amazing. But I really, I, I also bought in like at the peak. I bought a, a WOW G because the world of women were just too expensive. I wanted to get in earlier. I didn't, but I just wanted to be in so badly that I was like, all right, here we go. Um, and so, yeah, it was truly based on merit alone. But I really, I've loved what they've done. Um, I suspect you noticed that because of the uh, book entry, I used the World of Women Galaxy as I love that as a PFB. I think she looks so cool. Uh, but I just really love what the project stands for. Yeah, same here, same here. It's, it's one of the reasons why I got into it. Um, but I, I love what that. you're doing. I love what you're doing. You're very inspiring. Um, Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. I've seen that. So thank you so much. Um, I've been in the space for a while. I haven't really been. I've only been a spectator. You know, I've been looking at projects and participating in certain communities. But I think it's about time that you know I start doing something and just like everybody else here, start creating a brand. So yeah, again, shout out to the One Percent Club. You guys are gonna achieve great things this year. Just want to hop on here right quick if it's if that's okay and just want to give lone wolf some love like bro like you actually inspire me so much i really love what like you seen something that you felt the market needed and you put it out there whether or not there was anyone gonna subscribe to it or not and i feel like you've gotten some momentum which i love to see and one of my goals in the space with whatever platform i'm ever given is to definitely um, Benjamin tweeted something the other day. I'm sure he got it from someone else or he just, it was, maybe it was an original thought, but he said, support your supporters. And that is like become my ethos. So uh, you've been supporting me and I definitely want to do whatever I can to support you. And I, I really admire you for going up on, on something like that, like doing a meditation space. Like that is not something you see every day. It's different and probably was a little bit scary to click start, which a lot of people don't do. Just so I admire you just for going ahead and click and start. So I love to see that. Thank you for being an inspiration. I, I appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate you, Chris, a lot. Um, this space is crazy. <laughs> As in, like, I've had a very, very crazy journey in this space. Like, it's been a, like a roller coaster, especially with, like, in the beginning of the of the bull market, then the bear market coming in. I think everybody forgets that this space is, is evolving, you know? Um, and... I think it's more, more, the most important thing is just to be present and be a part of the space and, and give back as much as you can. So I love what everybody's doing here. There's a lot of faces I've seen that, that, that are, you know, giving back to the space. And I think that's what it's about. It's about giving back and, and, and giving value. So well said. All right. This is so awesome. I feel so much love and, I was going to go ahead and start proceeding to close off the space, but two incredible people, actually two guys that I, I co-host a different space with, 
Um, I will go ahead and I'll throw it over to Shiv and then Sansa because we like if you haven't met Sansa, the man loves to monologue and I love him dearly. Um, but I would love to kind of <laughs> love to hear Shiv and then we'll go ahead and pass it over uh, to Sansa. How are you, Shiv? Hey, hey, hey. You know, this is one of the few times where I literally love to sit back and listen to a Twitter space rather than talk. Um, you know, many times I love love coming to the speaker panel and, you know, give my input. But, um, you know, Kaylin, this I've just been listening this whole time and I'm just, it's truly inspiring. Um, you know, everything that you've been doing so far. Um, I, I love all the women in this space that are really pushing themselves to become the best they can be. And you're truly inspiring. I love to see it. It's one of those times where I don't have many questions, but I've actually just been learning and intaking everything that you've been saying. So I do wish to hear more from you and, you know, build alongside you as well. You know, one thing with these Twitter spaces is you can really connect and learn from each other. You know, um, I literally just sat in this whole session learning so much about you. Then if you posted a long thread or whatever it is, so I do wish to hear more about you, but I just, yeah, came up to show some love, some flowers, and, you know, just listen in. Thank you so much. That means more than you know. That's really incredible. Thank you. You may wish that you did not invite me to share more. I promise you that. But until that juncture, until you're tired of me, I am so <laughs> pumped to keep sharing. It, it, it's, the thing is, right, there's a lot of people that I can't stand listening for, like, a long period of time. But don't worry, you're not one of them. <laughs> Yes, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. And also, is this weird to say, Kaylin? I love your laugh. Your laugh is like wildly infectious. It makes me laugh, but that's like on a good note. Is that weird to say? Thank you so much. It is the weirdest laugh. Sometimes I sound like a dying goose. Sometimes, <laughs> who knows? I don't even know, but oh you know what? God. I couldn't appreciate that more. That's awesome. I, I feel like laughter is such a good release so i love that you have just such an infectious and loud kind of laugh it, it makes me laugh so it, i i, oh, I know. love that that's amazing <laughs> i do i do oh um, man that warms my cold little heart oh my god do you say cold i can't <laughs> oh my god so that's awesome um so i want to go ahead and pass it over to sansa you know the man the myth the legend himself how are you I'm great. Uh, thank you, Ziana. You know, thank you for the jumble. I really appreciate it. It's just you're fantastic at the soundboard. Uh, no, but look, I I, I love this, uh, Kaylin, and I love I love Chris. I I I see a bunch of you know legends up here. I love to see it. Um, you know, quick side note: Is it just me, or does Lone Wolf and Shiv just kind of sound like and Shiv just a little bit? adjusted his voice on his second phone just to speak through the Lone Wolf account. I don't know. Look, maybe, maybe it's just me, but that's just a side note. I, I'm also on the same page as shit here. Um, that I, it is lovely just to sit back, just taking all this information. Um, I, I grew up with, with four women in the household. So I, a lot of what Kaylin's saying is a lot that I can understand and relate to from what a lot of my sisters have told me that my mom might've gone through. So it's, it's really, it's really cool to see how like, the time, though. Like, I guess the times has changed. I hate saying that. I feel like it's such an old saying. Like, oh, how the times <laughs> have changed. It's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just wanted to give Kayla and her flowers, Chris's flowers, Ziana. It's obviously always a pleasure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm working on my monologuing, as, as you guys can tell. Yeah, I, I think we're past one minute already. I'm not sure how. 
But K- Kaylin, I'm I. It was I remember the first time we we met and we were on my spaces. I'm, I'm really happy you you went through uh, co-hosting on here. I'm really excited to see more from you. I'm excited to see more from Ziana too. Uh, Chris, you're you're an impeccable space host as well. So uh, I, I'm yeah, super I'm super excited for this little group we got going on. So thank you, thank you so much for coming up. No, it's uh, you are such a fun host, and I'm so thrilled um, to be here. It's like you know, if you want to try something new, it's such an incredible feeling to have people support you on the way in. And Chris and Ziana are sort of the shepherds in the way that you know I hope to be for other people. But they have just been so gracious and so kind and warm, and just like answering silly questions of mine. Um, and, uh, you know, providing this stage, this space has been such an honor. And so I can only echo those sentiments as I want to hear more from them as well. And I'm so pumped to be able to be in this, you know, in this ecosystem and, and sharing spaces and growing alongside both of them and all of you. Sansa, your spaces are amazing. Um, so it's thank you so much. And I, I will continue to show up. It's what I'm good at. Showing up, I can do. We love to see it. Um, oh goodness, Sansa threw his hand right back up. I, <laughs> Sansa, you never, you never hit us with me. it. He came up with a monologue in that two seconds. You know, he's ready now. Yeah, no. Look, I, I, I just, I just wanted to say real quick. I, I can totally relate to the professionist laughing part, uh, Kaylin, because. I, when I laugh really hard, I sound like a, a, a shrieking, uh, I, I, some sort of weird shriek. And people are like, it's so cute. I'm like, really? I'm <laughs> not sure where that's coming from. It sounds like a, sounds like a weird purse siren, if anything. Uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to say I relate to that. Uh, but don't, don't worry, Ziana. This one was a relatively short monologue. Back to you, Ziana. Oh or Kaylin, my bad. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> This is the Z show. Oh my God, definitely not. Like I mentioned, I'm, I'm hosting, but this was definitely to focus on you. So um, with that being said, we are almost close to an hour and a half, which it seems so easy, especially with being able to kind of hang out with Kaylin and Chris. Um, first of all, I want to just thank everyone who's had the opportunity to stay with us throughout the whole time and who's just kind of been popping in and out. I know we have a ton of other awesome spaces kind of being taken um, you know, uh, within the space. So again, thank you so much to everyone. Um, and I am just incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity to speak with Kaylin one-on-one um, and just host the space. Just please be aware, this is not gonna be the first time you see her. She's popped into Chris's spaces. Hopefully I have the opportunity to host another one with her and she'll be hosting her own, I'm sure within uh, no time if that's something that she was that she wants so without absolutely further, <laughs> without further ado I, I want to go ahead and get some closing remarks first from Chris and then Kaylin to close it off yeah no thank you for handing the mic over um, I think this was a really great space a lot of value it's immensely strange getting flowers from people that you respect and like they're kind of like thrown it to you as if like you're the one to look up to which is like a very strange concept because of everything that everyone has accomplished so that's a strange thing from my perspective so nothing but mad love and i can't wait till the next one <clears throat> awesome and then we have miss kaylin the the wonderful myth I just, legend <laughs> i just can't say enough thank yous thank you so much for hosting this space um uh, and chris 
thank you everyone who's sat through this whole, this is a really long space and it was amazing. And I honestly just cannot say thank you enough. I'm really, really, really thrilled to be here. And I can't wait to keep connecting with the folks that are on this space uh, here and in the future. You know where to Thanks. find me, honestly. So, you know, whether or not you're looking for that VC investor list or something else, let me know how I can help. Um, I just, you know, I think we can all, like I said earlier, rising tides raise all ships. So let me know what I can do for you and, and let's jam. I love it. I love it. So thank you again, Kaylin. Again, I can't, I'm just honored to be able to ha to share a space with you and um, hope to continue to, to, you know, connect with you uh, on more dip deeper levels of just personal business and, and everything else in between. So um, again, thank you guys so much. Chris, I am not sure I should have asked you if you had some outro music. If not, we can totally just end this space right here because again, we got some incredible, valuable information. No, I got something. I'm gonna have something extra sweet next week, thanks to crayons. But the one Ooh. I have, the one I have now is a little boring. But we'll play it anyway, and we'll end this. Bye, guys. We'll see you for the next one. Have a good night. See ya.